You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2023. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy, simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about. So save your kvetching. We're talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you in my company. I really do enjoy hanging out with you for these. And I also love it when you send me feedback, either in the form of a DM at Your Jewish Life, or even better, if you can take a moment to write a review and let me know what you think on the iTunes store. It really does have a big ripple effect and help other people find the podcast. So if you haven't yet left a review, it would be such a wonderful feeling for me. If you did, I'd appreciate that. So I'm going to open today's show with a fun fact. Did you know that as well as the Your Jewish Life Your Way brand, we also have a Your Jewish Wedding Your Way brand. It's called Smash in the Glass. And I actually founded the whole world of Smash in the Glass prior to the whole Your Jewish Life Your Way lifestyle brand. It actually emanated from Smash in the Glass. I started it just after I got married, but I had the idea for Smash in the Glass whilst I was planning my Jewish wedding way back in 2013, 10 years ago now. And I felt there was no resource, no magazine, no blog, no YouTube, no Instagram account, no nothing for a modern Jewish woman getting married, wanting to include all the beautiful traditions, but maybe in the couple's own way with a little twist or just with a reflection of the relationship amongst all the traditions. And I really felt that piece was missing. So shortly after I got married, I happened to be on maternity leave and I thought, I need something to keep my brain ticking on maternity leave. I'm going to start that idea of a blog and create something. And I created Smash in the Glass. And that was the beginning of everything for me. Little did I know. Smash in the Glass quickly became the number one Jewish wedding platform. And we have so many elements to it, including our wonderful Brides Club community, which is a paid community membership for Jewish brides-to-be, and it's a wonderful space. And we have smashintheglass.com, which is the most incredible resource. Thousands and thousands of real Jewish weddings, which was what I wanted. I create the blog that I wish I'd had access to when I was planning my wedding. And that's what it is. So this episode is specifically for you if you are planning a wedding, whether you're a bride-to-be, a groom-to-be, helping a good friend or family member plan a wedding. This is an unmissable episode for you. And I wanted to put on my smash in the glass Jewish wedding expert hat today and record an episode for all my gorgeous uh, Jewish couples out there. And it's my do's and don'ts for planning a Jewish wedding in 2023. So I'm going to dive in. I'm going to share everything I've learned from running Smash in the Glass over the 10 years and getting to know all our Brides Club members intimately and hearing about their weddings and chatting with them and all the things that you need to be aware of. I don't want you to get guided by as well. It's do's and don'ts, not just my do's. So we're going to dive in. 
while I've got you, I also want to make sure that you join my work. Well, is it a workshop or is it more of a masterclass or is it a bit of a party? I don't know how to describe it, but I will think of the right word shortly. But it is basically a one hour online event. Let's call it an online event with me in February called The Secrets to an Unforgettable Jewish Wedding. It's going to be fabulous. It's free. It's an hour's worth online, you and me and other Jewish and Jewish brides-to-be where I will share the real secrets to an unforgettable Jewish wedding. And let me caveat that by saying it has nothing to do with your budget. An unforgettable Jewish wedding has nothing to do with budget. So I want to share all the secrets, whether it's to do with nailing your guest list, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you join me for that. Just go to smashtheglass.com slash secrets to save your space there. You will need to save your space. There are limited spaces because I want to keep it quite intimate so that we can talk together and do Q&As and things like that. So if you want to join, date is 19th of Feb. Hurry up and head over to smashtheglass.com slash secrets to save your space. So let's dive in with my do's and don'ts. So number one of my do's is I want you to do your very best to cut out all that white noise. What do I mean by that? All the opinions and all the pressures and all the sort of musts and shoulds that you associate sometimes with Jewish weddings and tune into what's really important to you and your partner. What are the things that you both really love? Not the things you simply like, but the things you really love you can incorporate into your wedding, whether it's a certain style or a color or an era or a piece of music, whatever it is, build a theme around what is important to you. And actually inside our Brides Club, we've got an amazing resource that helps with it definitely jump into my brides club if that's something you need help with you can get a free seven days i'll put the link in the show notes to join the brides club why do i encourage you to sort of cut out the white noise and tune into what's important to you because in my opinion the best weddings capture the heart and soul and style of the couple they give a guest a glimpse into your life and allow you to feel that sort of one of a kind of experience and that they're part of something special and that they they walk into your wedding and they think, oh, this is so them. It feels authentic to the couple. And, you know, I want to give you that permission to go all in on that. Create that experience for your guests. Make your guests feel comfortable and included and that you really care about having them there at your wedding. And often with sort of cookie cutter weddings, that isn't that isn't the vibe. So the best way to create that kind of experience for your guests is to cut out all the noise, cut out all the pressures and the opinions and oh I know from my own experience and from speaking to the all the brides over the 10 years how that can be challenging sometimes but you can do it <laughs> number two of my do's is do try to experience the pure and sacred side of a Jewish wedding as much as possible because the spiritual significance is often lost in the madness of putting it all together and that really is the center of, of it all you know I always say if you get married to your best friend, your soulmate, on your wedding day, you've had the best day ever. That's all that matters. So remember to focus on that, what it's all about, the beautiful rituals, the beautiful spiritual significance. We've got lots of resources about this inside our Brides Club. Yeah, that's what makes a Jewish wedding so special. It's all of that stuff. Number three is a tip which I recommend to every planning couple is create a special email address that's just for Wedmin. So 
for my wedding my husband's called jeremy it could have been something like karen and jeremy wedding at gmail.com or whatever you want and that means that you won't get wedmen interfering in your day-to-day when you don't need it so all your vendors anything to do with your wedding you give them that email address so that when you decide you want to sit down and do wedmen you can open that email address and dive in and deal with the emails it's also really good to have it shared with your partner as well so that it doesn't all fall on one or the other of you it's just about again cutting out that overwhelm and that feeling of it seeping into everything day and night so i love that tip for really creating boundaries with wedding planning and also sharing it together with with your partner. My fourth do is do incorporate things into your wedding that are important to you. So don't shy away from injecting all that personality, you know, whether it's a nostalgic song that brings back memories of when you first got together, or maybe you want to create favors that are handmade by you or a family member. We did something with, we didn't create favors, but we had on the back of our menu cards, a personal message to each and every guest that they knew how much it meant that they were there. It doesn't cost anything, but we put personal messages and, you know, that could only be something that could happen at our wedding. You know, what can you do for your wedding that is only for your wedding? You know, it could be table centers incorporating things that are personal to you as a couple. We had table numbers from one to 14. I think we had 14 tables. And each number was pictures of me and my husband at that age. So on table number seven, pictures of us age seven, et cetera. I'll I'll link in the show notes to our wedding so you can see some more ways that we made it personal to us. But another thing we did, we we wove messages from our guests into our chuppah design to make the chuppah feel really personal and include people that weren't able to be there in person. We did all kinds of stuff like that. So I'll definitely put the link to my wedding so you can get some ideas. But essentially, the more individuality you stamp on your wedding, the better. And my final do is do take time to be calm and in the moment of your day. I mean, it sounds obvious, but you really on the day itself, you want to hand over the reins, not think about any of the details and enjoy your wedding for what it is, a joyful celebration and really be present and really soak up every second of that day and the beauty and you know in our brides club we do newlywed debriefs and we you know often I ask what are the most memorable parts of the day and nine times out of ten they're things that you could never ever plan it it could be something like you know the way my grandma looked at me when she saw me or getting ready with my sisters or whatever it is it's things that you can't plan and I want you to be 100% present for those moments so definitely do take time to be calm and in the moment of your day just want to take a brief moment to tell you about my community smashing life it's a beautiful jewish community that i'd absolutely love you to be a part of it's a place to build the life you want on your terms empowered by a community of like-minded jewish women from all over the world we have master classes and parties and get-togethers and socials and so much more um why don't i hand over to ashley one of our members from los angeles and she can tell you what it's all about so my favorite thing about being in Smashing Life is that it provides access to basically a group of friends 
where it's safe to share things that are good, that are bad, and things that you would never share publicly, like, I just took a pregnancy test and it came back negative. This sucks, everybody commiserate with me, or someone at work just threw me under the bus, and you know, people are so supportive, or you get to share something positive, like, you know, I just got a promotion at work, but I can't share it yet because it hasn't been announced yet. You can just share everything with each other and get you know support you can get just your group of friends cheering you on or commiserating with you supporting you for whatever you need and it's it's so special so there you have it that smashing life it's an incredible community membership club for jewish women and i'd love you to join just head to smashinglife.club smashinglife.club and join today So now we're going to, those are my five do's. Now we're going to move on to my five don'ts. So number one, don't try to please everyone. I've sort of touched on this earlier with about the overwhelm and the opinions. When you try to please everyone, it just doesn't work. And when I say everyone, I mean trying to please all the generations, the rabbi, maybe family members who think you should be doing it a certain way. We've got an article on Smashing the Glass called No More Shoulds, which I encourage you to read. I will also link to that, which sort of spells it out. Drop those shoulds. Drop trying to please everyone. You cannot and you should not. This is your wedding. Everyone else has either had their wedding or will have their wedding or will choose not to get married for whatever reason, but this is your time and It's not about pleasing everyone. You know, I have created lots of boundaries in the last 10 years, but I used to be such a people pleaser and I almost got my happiness from pleasing others. So it sort of made sense. But I realized that actually it's fine to do that if it really does create a smooth, seamless wedding planning experience. But if it's starting to bog you down, this is your opportunity to do things as you want and present a unified front as a couple. And I'll be talking more about this in my Secrets to an Unforgettable Jewish Wedding. So definitely try and be there if you can, because you cannot and should not try and please everyone. This is a time to be making decisions without having to justify them or fit expectations. And your genuine friends and family will understand. And those that aren't worth losing And those that don't understand aren't worth losing any sleepover. And what I would say is often there are family members who may be sort of holding the purse strings or just putting too much pressure on you and that maybe it's a parent and, and, you know, that can be difficult. But again, there's ways around that that I share inside my Brides Club and I will talk about it at the Secrets Masterclass as well. So definitely, definitely come to that. Number two of my don'ts is don't, again, I've touched on this earlier, don't have a cookie cutter day. Yeah, nobody wants to go to the same wedding every Sunday. They want to walk in and think, this is so them. You know, at the end of the day, a great wedding, what makes a great wedding? It's about two people in love, declaring that love in an individual way. Try and make decisions based on what makes you, and I mean you as in you and your partner, happy. Not what your friends think you should be doing or your family think you should be doing or the rabbi recommends or what's perceived to be sensible, suitable. Don't fall into that trap. Now, if if the done thing and the sensible thing and the recommended thing is the things that bring you joy and happiness, by all means. But what I mean is don't feel that you have to have a cookie cutter day if that's not what you want. And, you know, I'm here to point the route for individuality and there's so many examples on smashing the glass of couples who have done things their way i'm thinking about 
Gina and Tony will link to their wedding in the show notes. So for instance, you've never seen a chuppah like Gina and Tony. So as you know, the chuppah is supposed to represent your you, well, you may not know, the chuppah represents that the home you'll have as a couple and it's open on all four sides because it's supposed to represent the welcoming home that you'll have as a couple. And of course, you've seen chuppahs, but you've never seen a chuppah like Gina and Tony's. And because they have a colorful home, they wanted to create a chuppah that was just as colorful as their home. So they used tissue paper and honeycomb shapes and paper garlands and a calico roof and glitter and pom-poms and bouquet she had a super-sized bouquet filled with a million flowers and it you know what it truly represented them they had their very cute dog take center stage during their ceremony and you know what this was an orthodox wedding so don't think if you're having a more religious wedding you can't you know make cast that individuality of course you can so have a look at Gina and Tony's wedding have a look at all the real Jewish weddings on Smash and Glass there's so much wonderful individuality there I also think of Stacey and Jono's Jewish wedding they held it on New Year's Eve in an old art house cinema. They had their wedding in a cinema. The guests sat on cinema seats and they also invited their guests to sport fancy dress. And that made them every guest feel included and special and all those good things. So there's lots and lots of inspiration to take from looking at how other people have done it their way. And, you know, you don't have to go all out if that's not you, but maybe you just pick again, you know, maybe a piece of music that's really representative of you two or a signature cocktail that, that represents you two or whatever it is, do it your way, whatever feels comfortable and whatever you want to do. And that's not to say disregard everybody's opinions. And I'm not interested in what you're saying. We're doing it our way. That's not what I'm recommending. I'm just saying to lean into doing it in your authentic way while still, you know, managing everyone around you. And it's I was mentioned this um, last night on our every month in Bride's Club, we have a wedding planning solved session with me on Zoom. And I was saying to the brides on there that this is actually really great practice. Is that the right word for what's to come in married life? Because when you're engaged, you're basically moving from one family unit into another new family unit. And everybody's getting used to that, including ourselves and getting used to that new transition and it can be hard it can be hard for parents to accept that you don't need guidance every step of the way now or you know that they have their say on things it's a real transitionary period so things might come up and that's okay it's just about the way you manage them now will set the way for the way you manage things in married life as well so next up another important piece of advice that I'd like to give you is don't get caught up in thinking that your wedding is meant to be a perfect day you know, we think we have to have the best food and the most beautiful dress and the most stunning flowers and the, the best DJ and the best of everything. But it's not meant to be a perfect day. It's a day that truly celebrates you and your partner. It celebrates the journey you've been on and it celebrates the journey you are about to embark on together, right? It's as simple as that. So let go of perfection, drop all that and remember what it's all about. It's a reflection and the celebration of you and your partner, the journey you've been on and the one you're about to embark on. I've got two more don'ts for you, okay? The second to last don't is, this is my personal recommendation, don't invite too many people. In my book, you know, fewer and closely connected is way better atmosphere than inviting a cast of, of our knowns. I think it makes for a far more meaningful, intimate atmosphere. Often we think we need to fill a room up with hundreds of people to create a good atmosphere. Absolutely not. You want everyone. That, what makes a good atmosphere is when everyone at your wedding is 
genuinely thrilled to be there, happy to be there, wants to dance all night because they're so damn excited for your wedding. And that's what makes a great atmosphere, not a cast of unknowns for the sake of it. And not to mention, it will cut your budget enormously when you cut your guest list. Not that I'm advocating it if that's what you want, but I'm just saying, don't feel you have to invite too many people. And finally, not surprisingly, I'm going to end with don't follow the crowd. I want you to be true to yourself. You know, so often with Jewish weddings, we feel there is a format and there is the right way and the wrong way and what the shoulds and how our parents have done it and what's expected. And I'm telling you, be true to yourself, have the confidence to do things your way, whether that means incorporating something non-traditional into your ceremony or picking a weird theme or wearing a gown that's so impractical, you can barely move go for it. This is your day. And what I'll do in the show notes, I'll link to all the real Jewish weddings on Smashing the Glass. And you can see how hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples spanning all budgets, styles, locations have made their Jewish wedding. They've done it their way. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I do want to see you at my Secrets to Unforgettable wedding online event. It'll be so good to speak to you. I want to keep it intimate. So the spaces will be limited. So sign up at smashintheglass.com slash secrets to save your space. And if you're listening to this after February the 19th, 2023, which is when the online event is, you can still come and join me and get into my world and enjoy lots of really good resources and hacks and all the stuff you need to plan a Jewish wedding inside my Brides Club, which you can join at brides.smashintheglass.com and you get seven days free to try it out as well. So I'm going to leave you with that. I love you loads and see you next time. Bye. If this episode inspired you in some way, I'd love you to take a screenshot of you listening on your device and post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at your Jewish life. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram and be your Instagram friend. That would be fun. And I'd also love you to subscribe and share the episode with anyone you know who might benefit from it. I'd love you to leave a review as well. All these ways make sure that more people get to listen to the podcast and get inspired to live their Jewish life their way and we can spread the Jewish joy. So that would be a lovely mitzvah if you wanted to leave a review or share this episode with a friend or subscribe. One more thing I want to tell you about just before I go today is I've got a really great handy checklist for you if you are trying to build a Jewish home or you've got a home and you want to make it more Jewish or you just want to feel more Jewish at home. It is a free checklist for everything you need in a modern Jewish home, literally covering everything you need to set up your modern Jewish home. If you've got a lot of these things, it's just a great reminder. There's links to everything you need as well. So it's really handy in that way too. There's checklists for Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat, Hanukkah, Passover, and lots of minor Jewish holidays as well. And all sorts of fun ideas for the items too. So just head to yourjewishlife.co slash Jewish home if you want to grab that checklist. That's yourjewishlife.co, that's .co slash Jewish home, all one word. The checklist is for you, whether you're Jewish, Jewish, or becoming Jewish. Let me know what you think. Drop me a line on Instagram and have a great day.